welcome to episode 44 of the Neverending Glory podcast. I'm your host, Luke Grilly. I am here with Jerry Burris and the elder of the Zustin Bros. The younger one is off being painted like uh, Kate Winslet in the Titanic or something like that right now. Um, nice. So you got, the, you got the three of us going on here tonight. We are going over the week 13 NFL docket and the games that are on the schedule. Uh, looking forward to a competitive week 13 as we almost close out the regular season. I got to say, guys, this uh, this season's gone by pretty fast. What do you guys think? Oh, it definitely has. It feels like what? This is episode 40. What'd you say? Four. 44? My God. Right. We're middle aged. We're over the hill. <laughs> Seems like yesterday we we're just talking about uh, all the preseason matchups and Jerry was picking Brock Oswald on the Super Bowl. Uh, <laughs> feels like yesterday. I just hope Mark never lets go. Just never let go, Mark. <laughs> you there spoke- was plenty of room on that plank of wood for both Jack and Rose. Bullshit. Actually, scientifically, they've proven that there was not, um, but I still believe there was. Mythbusters did a be- whole episode about it. <laughs> With love, anything can happen. You're folks. right. Anything could happen. If um, he lays on hey, that D, are- they're fine. I just don't understand why he didn't go get another like four bodies and just lay on top of the bodies. Yeah, just push her off let her a go. floating you know, chest or something. Whatever. She was being incredibly selfish. He's like, no, I'm just going 10 feet over there. I'll swim right back. <laughs> <laughs> and we are officially off the rails talking about Titanic two minutes into episode 44. We are the Never Ending Glory Podcast. Find us on Twitter at Glory Podcast. On Facebook, SoundCloud, and iTunes. Search for Never Ending Glory Podcast. Like us, share us, tell all of your friends. And yeah, really, that's about it. Um, hey, we're going to get into week 13 here, but first we'll go over our week 12 record. Jerry leading the way at 13 and 3 last yeah. week. Pretty, the three of us did pretty well on this one. Shaw, Luke, and I, or geez, Luke and I, Sean and I both went 12 and 4. And then it just go figures that Mark brings up the rear by three games going to 7. And, and where is he? You know, this He's guy put, sucks. This is the MO. How about this? He's seven games behind Moa, the leader. This oh, yeah. guy's a loser. He is, <laughs> and I beat him in fantasy. The only reason he won in a couple other leagues is because he's paired up with me. We're, we're the tag team duo. <laughs> That's about it. Well, we took it to Nick Vern after uh, the three-headed Green Bay monster last night. And, and two weeks ago, he went eight and six and uh, came in last. And then this yeah, week, we all start calling him El Stinko. I, I mean, I just it, it's sad that he doesn't have the balls or the fortitude to defend himself and defend his picks uh, on, on these episodes. It's, it's sad. Simply, he spent Thursday, he took seven dumps on Thursday, <laughs> ruined his Thanksgiving dinner. Like he's a cow. He don't have the decency to give us a recap while he's hugging, while he's all over the porcelain, dropping deuces. Galore. Was it was it his acid reflux uh, acting oh, up it, again? It's always something with him. It's just like the picks. He shows up at about a fifty percent rate. That's what he did. Speaking of Thanksgiving, uh, these two teams played on Thanksgiving Thursday night football. We have Dallas ten and one at Minnesota six and five. Um, both teams. It, it, it's interesting what's going on with these teams right now. Dallas, I feel like that this is a trap game for Dallas, and you know they've been so dominant all year. And Minnesota, while their their offensive line really struggles, uh, their defense is still legit. So I think this is a huge test for D- Dak Prescott. Um, I'd really like to see the line on this. Sean, do you happen to know what the line is? No. Okay. Anyways, I'm going to go with Minnesota <laughs> in this game being being home. Um, I, I'd imagine that Dallas is probably minus three or that's what four. I was thinking. Yeah, 
Yeah. Um, I don't I just I like I like Minnesota straight up in this game. You know, Dallas is ten and one. They have to falter here eventually. I'm thinking I don't know. I'm thinking on, uh, against a really tough Minnesota defense on the road. I think that Dallas loses. Jerry, looking up the lines for you. So we have some semblance of professionalism here. Um, I'll get it. You just go into your hard hitting analysis. No, I have no hard hitting analysis. Mascot, I just think like it, I just think the Cowboys are winning this game. Um, I don't think the I think the shine of of Minnesota's defense is kind of worn off because of how terrible their offensive line play has been and the the lack of offense production they have. When the defense is out there way more than it should be, I think they are not as good. Um, I think they're a little bit banged up too. So I'm, I'm but their special their special teams makes plays though. I mean, they got Cordell Patterson who's returning kicks. And, yeah, and they, and they find a way. And Dan Bailey's going to kick the ball through the end zone, so he's not going to return any yeah. kicks. True. And True. then punting wise, Dallas may never punt because Minnesota's front's so beat up. Yeah, I, I don't think that so, the special teams will be yeah. a big. The line's play three and a half. I'm taking yeah. Dallas. Okay. Minnesota might get a late, you know, backdoor cover, but I doubt it. I doubt it seriously. In the words of Mike Tyson. <laughs> Mark's also going Dallas, so I'm the only one on Minnesota this week. Uh, next game, Kansas City at Atlanta. Kansas City had a thrilling overtime victory on Monday Night Football against uh, – I'm sorry, on Sunday Night Football against Denver. Huge win for them. Uh, Atlanta also coming off a win as well. So uh, pretty important game for both teams as they look to get the one or the two seed in their respective divisions. Um, Sean, who do you got in this game? I, I'm just doing the Monday night off of a high. Uh, I'm going to take the Falcons in this one just to, just as kind of a, a play against Kansas City. A lot of people talking up Kansas City, you know, they're the best and uh, in the division. And and actually, we'll get to the to the other to the division leader a little bit later. But I, I like a little bit of a stumble angle here. So uh, I'll take the Falcons. I was really impressed with their win. They still have to keep the pressure on because they got a couple teams nipping at their heels. And I think Julio has a big day, and I'm sure we'll, that'll be a topic in the uh, in the fantasy discussion as well in the other pod. Right. Jerry, who are you going with? Sean kind of mentioned who I was going to talk about. I think Julio needs a bounce-back game, and this is a good opportunity for him. Um, you know, the pass rush is on f- coming from KC, but I think Atlanta at home is a little bit different animal uh, in the Dome. I see I'm picking Atlanta. Yeah, I'm going to go with Atlanta as well. Um, I mean, Justin Houston came back and was an, an, a monster uh, on Monday night. Or, I'm sorry, on Sunday night. And it, it was great to see him back for that KC defense. But that secondary is still pretty piss poor. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to roll with Julio Jones having a big game as well. So I like Atlanta for that reason, especially they're playing at home too. Mark's going with Kansas City, so how, he's the outlier here. Um, so I'm happy that we're going with uh, Atlanta considering his track record recently. Uh, next game, we're all on the same team here, Detroit and New Orleans, which I was actually surprised that we're both, that all, all four of us are going New Orleans here. I know they just dominated the Rams at home um, with that 49-21 victory where somehow, someway, Brandon Cooks got zero targets, but we'll talk about that later. Um, you know, but Detroit, they play tough, and, and that New Orleans secondary still isn't great, so I would not be surprised if Matthew Stafford lit them up a little bit. But in the end, I like New Orleans. Uh, Sean, I want to hear why you agree with me on New Orleans. I just, I, We talked about it last week. New Orleans is way better than their record indicates. I think they're closer to to um, to kind of the, the Atlanta and 7-4 and four than, than they are kind of, you know, the Tampa Bays of the world and even Carolina. Uh, I think this is a, a game where they kind of flip flip things around, get pointed in the in the right direction as far as playoff hunt, and uh, th- this is a big game. If, if Detroit wins this game, 
it's huge for them. I just I don't see how they have the horses. Uh, I, I just New Orleans got tons of weapons, and their defense is starting to come around a little bit too. So uh, I like the Saints, and I like them fairly comfortably actually. Jerry, tell me about New Orleans. Explosive, absolutely explosive, and I think that Brandon Cooks zero targets game is. Not going to happen again this week. I think they're uh, whatever was going on. It's over. They're past it, and he's going to bounce back. And uh, he'll be somebody to look for this week in a fantasy uh, aspect. But I definitely like New Orleans because I just think they're too explosive right now. Okay. Um, yeah, Mark going New Orleans as well. I think we're all pretty much in the same boat in, in, the, in the thought that that. Drew Brees and company is just going to chuck it, um, and New Orleans will get the win pretty easily. Next game, we have the Rams at my New England Patriots. Rams 4-6, and six, so uh, they're, they're hovering below that 500 mark that Jeff Fisher deems unacceptable. Uh, Patriots came off of a hard-fought win against the Jets, and you know everybody thought that that was going to be a blowout game because the Jets have been mediocre or below mediocre this year, but I wasn't surprised that with the AFC East matchup. With this game... Um, it's just gonna be it's gonna be one of those classic games where you know I'll be watching Red Zone more often than not I'm sure because this game's gonna be out of hand I, I think by the third quarter I like New England and I like New England big Jerry who do you got Tell me you're going to this game to see Jeff Fisher live You have to go <laughs> How many opportunities You better get it in now Jeff Fisher I don't live. know you're gonna get a chance to ever see him again after this season uh, Good point that, That's reason enough to be to be excited about New England this week So I no I just think it's gonna be a comfortable, comfortable win for the uh, the Patriots, like Sean said earlier. Mm-hmm. Sean, tell me, tell, give me something about this game to no, work with here. New England. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no. Mark's going with New England as well, so we'll move on to Denver at Jacksonville. Denver seven and four, Jacksonville two and nine. Jerry, you got Jacksonville in this one, right? I'm still waiting on Jacksonville to explode out of that hole. They're waiting. Uh, they're they're kind of lying in the weeds, but they're running out of time here, boys. We gotta, we gotta get this thing turned around. Uh, Denver big. Can we Jerry, talk about that hole that you're talking about? Is like what they used in the olden days, and when they didn't have sewers, they just dug a hole and took a bunch of dumps yeah. and vomit, like, and like um, you know, like century, whatever was you, left over for like, innards and things like that. They just dump all that in there, so. That is your Jacksonville Jaguars. I'm thinking like I, uh, gangs in New York where they, you see them dumping shit out of windows, like that kind I of like alleyway that. street trash. Uh, that's the level mm-hmm. they're playing at. <laughs> um, I, I, so Bleach Report or somebody sent out a, you know, I think it was maybe Monday or maybe it was actually Sunday that, that uh, breaking news that Gus Bradley has to play well in order or coach well in order for his job to be safe next year. And to that, I looked at it and said, how the hell is his job safe to begin with? Whether or not they go into fear the rest of the way. What a hot take by a, a breaking and leading <laughs> sports organization that, that man must do good job to keep job. Like that's well. <laughs> Well, no, I think it was just baffling that he's got like a, a career winning percentage of like 200, and yet he still they're still even thinking about keeping him around next year. It's just it's mind blowing what's going on in Jacksonville. I don't get what the plan is. Uh, I, I appreciate a coach being given the opportunity to have at least two years to let, get his program to start working, but eventually you have to cut the cord and, and realize that it just ain't, it ain't working out Jacksonville and uh, Gus has probably got to go. Hardcore um, conspiracy theory here in Jacksonville. Do you think they're just keeping Gus around for another year to get this team down to the all time lowest amount they could get it so that they could just ship the place out completely in, into a, a container, pop it on a, on a, um, a, a cruise boat and head to London. This is the uh, official London Jaguars, right? I mean, 
that, that that's that's the trend. That's what that's what it's looking like. Uh, this the squad that are always in Jacksonville. Uh, I'm sorry, they're always playing over in London. And um, let's get deep. Yeah, in this. so they they keep Gus Bradley possible. for a year. They well, it's a hot take. Wait, we do they this need every more. podcast. One, Why need... are we talking about the damn Jacksonville Jaguars? Jeff Fisher's going to have a, like, a, a job you, opening. This, is, this truly is. This is Brokeback Mountain. You can't quit Brock Osweiler, <laughs> and you can't quit the Jacksonville Jaguars. Let it go. These guys suck. They blow. Sports Get take. off of it. Let's move on. Houston, Jeff, Green Bay. Yeah, Jeff let's move Fisher on to Rock Osweiler because be Jerry's got Houston in this game. So, Jeff, Jerry, tell me why you think Houston's oh, going to win in, like, in Green Bay. Well, I truth be told, I made this pick before the Monday Night Football game last night, and I was talking to Sean pre-pod. I go, I hate that I have Houston's name written down here, but I'm going to keep it because i got to play a little catch-up if we're going to beat Sean here. Um, I don't think there's anything that Brock Osweiler does well. He is not going to get them a win, but I have their name down anyway. So all that being said, we're go- let's go Texans. Brock Osweiler is pretty good at making excuses on, wh- on why they're struggling, though. Um, you know, he's saying that it's going to take some time and, you know, and all that good stuff. Like, apparently, it's going to take twelve weeks. Whatever it takes. Uh, Sean, you got Green Bay. Why? I like what I saw from Phil uh, against Philly last night. Philly gets after it with their front, very similar to Houston. And, and Green Bay, for the most part, kind of did whatever they wanted. Um, they put uh, uh, Rodgers in the pistol a lot, uh, so it still left some running lanes open. Starks, Starks wasn't didn't have good numbers, but he was oddly effective at points in time when he did get the ball. He got him in second and five a couple times. But, you know, pretty much they, they just said 12 is going to take us wherever we need to go. We're going to spread it out. Randall Cobb looks a little healthier. Devontae Adams was fantastic. And Jordy Nelson made a few plays, too, so he might be starting to come around a bit. They have a problem with Cook. He can't catch the ball, and he doesn't know what the hell he's doing. How disinterested did he look yesterday? Unbelievably disinterested. It was bizarre. I, they actually should play Rodgers. I, I have no. I, I know Cook. You know, leaps off from an athletic standpoint, but Jesus, is he a teaser? And and you know, a poor one at that. Um, I, I just like the Packers. I I have no idea how Houston's going to be able to kind of keep the pace. Green Bay's defense will allow you to kind of stay in it, but I just don't know how Osweiler can make enough plays to other guys. And you know, if Green Bay does one thing, they should just kind of double Hopkins and just say beat us with with CJ Federov's and some of those other you know clowns. Maybe Will yeah. Fuller has a chance to have a big game uh, as a little bit of a sleeper, but I, I like the Packers. Um, you're you're talking about the wide receivers and Devontae Adams is a guy that I, I like to talk about because I've had him in a few fantasy leagues and he's been a player that I've I've. I've held on to in dynasty leagues just because I, I have faith in him, and it feels like that faith is finally being rewarded because he has not only you know last year he was forced into the role of the the main possession receiver once Jordy Nelson got hurt and Randall Cobb couldn't get any sort of separation, and and Devontae Adams was one of the most inefficient players in football last year. This year he's finally coming around, and I'm curious you know we haven't seen a ton from Randall Cobb this year. I'm curious if you think that. Um, Sean, that that maybe Devontae Adams is is kind of turning into the focal point of this offense. No, no, I, I they need three receivers the way they run things. Um, I, I, last night was was just a perfect example. I mean, Cobb was extremely effective moving the chains, getting them getting spots and spurts and yards. 
Adams got the big play. What I think actually the issue is is they don't consist- consistently get the big play out of Adams and Nelson, mm-hmm. and then it, it kind of clamps and, and kind of contains things with, with Cobb and, and Montgomery, mm-hmm. even their tight ends, and, and just kind of Rodgers with his feet and whatnot. When they can get big plays that, that keep the safeties back and the corners are, are kind of backpedaling, Rodgers is going to make you pay. He's going to pick you apart. And, and that was a, a testament um, to last night's game plan. And I, I think it continues again this yeah. week. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I like Green Bay, too. Um, I, I think that offense is finally starting to come around. Is it too late? I, I don't think so. I still think they can make a run here for the wild card. Uh, it'll be tough to to win the NFC North. Well, they're going to be one game back, and they still yeah. play Detroit. If Detroit right. loses like, uh, like we've got picked, and – you know, you look at Green Bay's schedule, and they're the type of team that can run off four or five wins in a row. And Detroit's mm-hmm. one of those teams that can easily, you know, they can go and lose to even a Jacksonville every once in a while. Sure, sure. Uh, Mark is also going with Green Bay. So, Jerry, uh, we wish you the Green worst Ranger. of luck. Um, hey, moving on to <laughs> Philly, who lost last night, and they're sitting at five and six. They're headed to Cincy, who's, who we mentioned last week is very beat up at three, seven, and one. We're Ginger all on Bowl. Philly. Um, I mean, do we really? I mean, the, the problem with Philly right now is injuries. I'm sorry, with with Cincinnati's injuries and a, a mediocre defense right now. Um, Sean, Jerry, did you guys see enough from Carson Wentz to make you feel comfortable going into this game, or is it just <laughs> let's just roll with Philly? I think it's let's roll with yeah. Philly. Cincy's defense is probably of all the the team defenses in the league has to be the most disappointing. Um, just don't get any turnovers. They're not getting after the quarterback all that well. Maybe a game here or there, but I think Philly does more than enough here, and 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 you know has kind of a twenty-three to fourteen type win. Jerry, the, over, the overall product that Philly puts out on the field is is not far and away better than Cincinnati, but it's enough to get them a win here. Uh, I think their D line is strong. Uh, in Philly, you see how see how fast they get off the ball, and and I think they can pressure Andy Dalton into making some mistakes. Who does not play well when he's under duress? Right, right. Um, I'm rolling Philly as well. I just think that Cincinnati is just they're 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 going to struggle throughout the rest of the season here. This might be the end of Marvin Jones, uh, Marvin Lewis. I'm sorry, in Cincinnati finally after a bunch of mediocre seasons. Uh, moving on to the next game, Miami at 7-4, which surprised the hell out of me. I, I When I was doing the, the the show notes, I was taking a look at all the records, and I, I just it, Miami does not seem like a 7-4 team by any stretch of the, imagi- the imagination. Um, but they are sitting at 7-4 right now, number two in the AFC East, and they're headed to Baltimore, who's 6-5. and five. Sean, who do you got in this game? Not only does Miami not seem like a seven and four, they damn sure don't seem like an eight and four team. Miami goes to seven and five. I'm taking the Ravens in what will be a hideous, ugly, <laughs> feces like smelling football game to watch. It's not going to be the Turn Nugget Supreme though. We were coming on that. No, there's that there's plenty next. of them on the docket ahead of it this <laughs> week, but um, don't sleep on this one. This one will not be good. Yeah, your brothers got Baltimore. Jerry, who do you have? I have Baltimore too. Um, you know, Miami wants to run the ball, and I don't see it happening against Baltimore. I think Baltimore feasts on them and uh, makes this thing not very pretty for Miami. Mm-hmm. I'm going with Miami, and here's why. Miami has some semblance of an offense that can actually do something with the ball. Baltimore just doesn't, and if it wasn't for um, Justin Tucker hitting 350-plus yard field goals last week, they lose to ball- to the Bengals. So, um 
I like, I actually like Miami to win this, and it's going to be ugly. It'll be a very low scoring game. I'm thinking something like 17 14 or 20 to 17 in favor of the Dolphins. Um, but I like Miami heading up to Baltimore and getting going to eight and four um, in the and being still number two in the AFC East. Uh, next game is our Turd Nugget Supreme, and this one is going to be a doozy, folks. We have the Real one in 10. San Francisco 49ers headed to Chicago to play the potent offense led by Marquise Wilson and Matt Barkley, the two and nine Chicago Bears. This game is, just, I mean, Caps, Kaepernick's going to have a solid game from a fantasy perspective, but you're going to take a look at the tape and be like, what the hell was he doing half the time? Uh, Matt Barkley looked solid last week and almost brought the Bears to a come-from-behind win against uh, the Titans, but I think the wheels will probably come off in week 13, and it's going to be pretty ugly. I'm going to go with San Francisco here, but um, it's I don't feel confident with either, either of these games um, or either of these teams. It's going to be pretty brutal. Jerry? Kudos to you, though, for your analysis of Colin Kaepernick these past uh, few weeks. I'm, I, Thank you. Thank you. I thought he, he actually played decent you know, for parts of the game last week, and I, I think he does enough to win a game in Chicago. I mean, they're pretty putrid. Um, right. This this can't be as any, described any worse than what we've already done. So I, <laughs> I'm going with San Francisco here. Mark is going with San Francisco here, too, but Lone Wolf. Dog Sean, who do you got? I, I don't like Chicago actually here. I just put, picked them just because they're home. That was that was my only yep. rationale. I, is Leonard Floyd out? Like This is one where you don't even bother checking the, the injury report, even though I probably should. I'm probably on the wrong side here, but I can't have in this in the right mind being a consensus for San Francisco. I'm going to my college pod kind of ways a little bit, and I'm taking a contrarian pick with the, with the Bears. It should be mentioned that Sean is on the Never Ending Glory College podcast. You can follow them on Twitter at NEGPodCFB. All right, that was a nice little segue there. Moving on to the next game, Buffalo at 6-5 and five at Oakland 9-2. and two. And I am shocked by the Zustin brothers here with this pick. Jerry and I both went with Oakland. I understand Carr is banged up with that dislocated finger. Uh, they're playing in Oakland. I see. I, I don't know. I just see no way that Oakland loses this game. I don't. I know that Sammy Watkins is back for Buffalo, um, but that offense. I don't think they can keep up with Oakland's offense. Um, I'm going with Oakland. Jerry, do you have any points about Oakland you want to talk about before we hear Sean defend Buffalo on the road? That's weird. The Zussin brothers are defending the Ryan brothers. You know, <laughs> these two are uh, both filthy. Yeah, I think. Very I think filthy. that finger. Wait, wait, wait. So which which one's Rex and which one's uh, Rob? Well, you can't. You, I'm don't Rob. Take, I'm don't take, don't take size into consideration. I think it's more of like a yeah, but, personality but thing. I think Mark is definitely more like Rob when it comes to yeah. he just does not care right. who the authority figure is. He will get into an argument with them, right. even costing him a promotion or a step up in his life. He will get into an argument with them. Whereas Rex is a little bit more tactful with Sean, his day-to-day. Sean is a lot like Rex because he has a tattoo of his fiance on his body <laughs> with wearing a jersey of Troy Smith. And he's got a foot fetish, too. I, I knew the foot fetish was coming into play, too. Um, obviously, none of those, but I do have a truck, and, and he has a truck, so there's that. That's about it. Yeah, uh, so, no, I'm going, I'm going to Oakland. I don't think the, the finger dislocation is going to be that big of a deal. Um 
He played through it. They're, he's wearing gloves. He'll be fine. Uh, I think yeah. Oakland wins here. Sean, why, why do you like Buffalo? I, the last two weeks, I didn't think Oakland was going to win, so I'm just going to start picking against them. Uh, <laughs> I probably need the line to actually win this one here, but there's just there's something about Oakland's defense. I just maybe it won't manifest itself until they play in New England or or you know they get to the end of the season and they play like a San Diego or something like that. I just something something's a little off with with them. I, the nine and two is a little hollow. Um, I'm just taking a again a, a back-to-back contrarian picks here, and it I didn't think I'd have anybody with me on it to be honest, because I plug mine in first, and then all you guys, you know, tail it and then pick and choose after the fact because you're cowards. But right, hey, that's right. part of being first place. That's part of being <laughs> the best. I'm used to it. <laughs> no, but but your nine and two hollow statement, it, it, I think it echoes true. Uh, it reminds me a lot of those uh, mid two thousands San Diego Charger teams that always went like fourteen and two or thirteen and three. Yet they could never do anything in the playoffs because they're just a soft team. Um, I think that offense in Oakland is legit. They have a solid passing game, good running game. See, they remind the- me of the Colts more, to be honest. Like it, if they get up, they can unleash their pass rushing um, DNs, yep. but that yep. secondary is awful. And I, right. I think it's just a matter of time. I, I know in the playoffs, whether it's in Oakland or whether it's in new England, Tom Brady is going to carve that secondary. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. Uh, I just think that Oakland is going to win at home against Buffalo. Um, Buffalo, they, they're, they're banged up. They, they have one, two weapons on offense, Sammy Watkins. Well, I guess three, if you count uh, Tyrod Taylor, but Tyrod is going to have a big game. He's going to break out the point. He's going to do some David <laughs> Garrard type magic. I'm expecting monster Tyrod Taylor numbers this week. You heard it here first. I still think the nickname T-Mobile is like probably one of the more wittier nicknames there is in in, in, uh, in football. That and, and Young Jeezy talking about Greg Zerline, but um, that's neither here nor there, I guess. Um, but all right, so the Zustin brothers are on Buffalo. We are on Oakland, Jerry. Um, next game, we have the Giants at Pittsburgh. Again, Giants, another team, 8-3, and kind of – Threw me for a loop. Um, is this going to be one of those years that the Giants make the the playoffs as a wild card and find a way to beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl? It just it has a feeling like right now that they're just an under the radar team in the obviously in the NFC right now or NFC East. Dak Prescott's getting all the love along with Zeke and the Cowboys, and now. Um, after a few big games, Kirk Cousins is also starting to get a lot of play. And right now, the the Giants are kind of the the, the under the radar quiet team that nobody's talking about. Um, so because of that, I actually like the Giants to go into Pittsburgh and, and get the win here. Uh, Mark agrees with me, Jerry. I want to hear whether or not you disagree with me. Well, I think this is an absolute must win for Pittsburgh in Pittsburgh. Um, that's one of the reasons why I'm going with them. I think the other thing is I think that the Giants are kind of soft. Like the eight and three, they could easily finish with an eight and eight, you know, a nine and, and six, rec- uh, nine and seven record for the rest of the year. I just don't think they're a good team. I think that if Odell Beckham isn't their focal point, they don't really have much of an offense. Um, you know, Cruz is not the same. Sterling Shepard didn't even get a target till the fourth quarter against the Cleveland Browns. I just don't like what they're doing. Um, and I think Pittsburgh, when they have their backs against the wall, are going to get it done in Pittsburgh. Um, the Yinzers will be out big time. <laughs> uh, how about you, Sean? Pittsburgh is a significantly better team. I, I'm with I'm with Jerry. This is my lock of the week as Ooh. far as picking Ooh. straight up. This is Stone Cold Lock. I'm taking Ray Pittsburgh. 
<laughs> oh, the rape game here. Okay, okay. Um, all right, moving on to Washington, six four and one at Arizona, who's four six and one. Uh, Zustin brothers working together again. Sean, who do you like? This is similar to last week with Green Bay. I'm going the same angle here. I'm taking the Cardinals. It's a throw the kitchen sink at it. Washington, little dinged up. Not sure if Jordan Reed's going to play. Jordan Reed didn't come back last week. That was heading maybe towards more of a blowout than than um, a close game. I like the Cardinals. It's a close one, but uh, I'm taking Bruce Arians. Jerry? Well, if we're going just on coaches, I'd definitely be taking Bruce Arians, but I just don't think that Arizona uh, can keep up with Washington. I think they got too, a little too much vertical speed and uh, a little bit too many weapons down the field. And I, I like Kirk Cousins right now. I think he's playing really well. He's producing fantasy-wise. So I'm going to go with the uh, Washington football team here. Yeah, Kirk Cousins has really uh, – he's, he's cemented the fact that he will be getting paid next season or this upcoming offseason after playing on this uh, franchise tag this year. A um, few things about this game. Number one, I just didn't know who to trust on this one, whether you trust Washington or trust Arizona. I guess it ended up coming down to Patrick Peterson. Seems like he has a banged-up knee, with that being the case. I like Washington just to throw all over Arizona on Sunday. Um, I just I don't trust Arizona right now. I, I really don't. I feel like once I start to finally put faith in them, if they, they look good one week, the next week they come back and look like dog shit. So um, I like Washington in this game. I think that they're going to move to 7-4-1, and one, and uh, it'll be interesting to see how this uh, wild card plays out in the NFC because uh, that, that tie really could bite them in the ass as they move forward. Um, Tampa Bay, who surprisingly decided to play defense on Sunday and uh, shut down the Seattle Seahawks, they are six and five ahead to San Diego, who's five and six. Uh, I like Tampa Bay to just kind of continue solid defensive play. I don't think they're going to be as good on the road, but you know the Jameis Winston to Mike Evans connection continues to be solid. Um, Cameron Brait is starting to get involved as well, and it looks like Doug Martin is finally back 100% from that hamstring injury he suffered earlier in the year. Um, so with that being said, I like Tampa Bay going against San Diego, who's just coming off the bye. Jerry, who do you got? Uh, I'm going against you here. I'm going to take San Diego. I I, I think this game kind of sucks. Uh, it's not a game we'll be really watching. Um I just don't think Tampa Bay going to the West Coast is a good is a good matchup for uh, for them against the Chargers. So I'm going to go with San Diego this week. I don't mind. You know, I don't mind this game. Uh, if you're I don't talk- either. I, I disagree with that take. We we just talked about a bunch of other ones that are utter poo poo platters, and <laughs> this one at least has some up and down. Right. Um. I I don't see that angle, Jer. But I respectfully disagree. Or I'd rather actually, watch Miami Baltimore. You 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 would. You got Jay Jai. That's about it. <laughs> Diaper Dandy Jay Jai. So so Sean, you're rolling with San Diego here. Let's hear why. Uh, kind of, I like the, the the San Diego defense. I think what what they're going to do this week is, is you're going to see total bracket with with Mike Evans. I think you force Jameis. Jameis is due. He's had about three or four straight good games. He's due for one of those two yep. two three pick games, maybe yep. a fumble or something, um, just to kind of bring him down. Similar to kind of what Marcus Mariota has had on occasions, and he's probably due for one uh, as as well. Maybe when he gets off the bye week. But um, 
Yeah, I, I just like San Diego. Uh, the one concern is, is it looks like Tyrell Williams, Williams got dinged up at the end of the game. So you know, how do they, how do they kind of you know have further makeshift? Look for Travis Benjamin as maybe a sleeper against Tampa. Yeah, surprising too. San Diego um, didn't even target Antonio Gates last week in the passing game. Um, so I, I think that if Tyrell Williams is banged up, I think you're definitely going to see both Antonio Gates and Hunter Henry get a ton of targets um, because I'm not sure that Travis Benjamin's back 100%. And are you going to trust your season in Dontrell Inman's hands? So uh, I, I think you go back to Old Faithful and, and feed Antonio Gates and see what he can do. Um, and, uh, yeah, we'll see from there. But uh, it, Mark also took San Diego. So I'm the only one rolling with Tampa Bay this week. Um, and speaking of Tampa Bay, Sean, you're, you're a big Florida State guy. So far, Jameis Winston, you know, he's almost two years in, in the league now. Uh, where, where do you see him going? Because do you think he's taking a step back this year or a step forward or just no? No, a step forward. That team's not good enough. They, they got one receiver, and they don't even have an established running game. Jameis Winston. Adam Humphreys. Adam Humphreys. Extremely good this year. He's not been him. unreal, but he's been solid. Yeah. They're gonna they're gonna draft another offensive playmaker. I actually would say they're better off going with the bigger target, just knowing Winston's kind of history and he likes throwing to the bigger guys, as as yeah. you see with the Mike Evans numbers. But uh, no, I think I think this is the start of something, and and even Mariota's been been really strong here the last three four weeks. I feel like Tennessee's offense is a little bit. Um, more kind of collegiate in nature so i don't know how well that can last um but you know he seems like a bright enough guy to be able to make further adjustments similar to what cam newton's done but no winston's been been really good this year um in a league that is desperately in need of quarterbacks he's the least of of the concerns i'd probably say from an overall non-fantasy he's a top 10 type quarterback um, fantasy is probably more 10 to 15 range. Yeah, I think if you're starting your team today, uh, you know, both Jameis Winston and Marcus Mariota are definitely in the conversation as top five quarterbacks that you're drafting for the next 10 years, for sure. Uh, both have been very impressive this year. I just wanted to get your take on on Jameis because I knew you're a big Florida State guy. I've been following his career. Um, and obviously last year he had, you know, 4,000 yards as a, as a rookie passing, and it's just um, – you know, he's gotten a little bit of flack this year for having up and down games, but you're going to have that when you only have one target to really throw to and you're, you're kind of growing as an NFL quarterback. So, um, Speaking of great quarterbacks, well, I guess, we have Carolina and Cam Newton, uh, who's struggling this year, but we have Seattle and Russell Wilson, who it looks like he's starting to get healthy. Again, I did mention that they did struggle against Tampa Bay, but still sitting at 7-3-1. and one. Um, Seattle is currently the two seed in the NFC in Carolina. I, I think they, they're probably, if they're not mathematically eliminated, they're, they're pretty damn close because this team just continues to uh, disappoint. And I think they're going to disappoint on Sunday night football. Um, I'm relying on Cam Newton in a few leagues to propel me into the playoffs, and I'm very nervous about him going up against Seattle in Seattle. So I think it's going to be a pretty low-scoring game, especially from the Carolina side. I like Seattle to win this one and and win this one pretty handily. Uh, Jerry? I'm I'm backing you right there. I think if you're relying on Cam Newton on national television to be the guy to save you, you're in the wrong business right now. (laughs) He is checked out in 2016. It has not been his year. Things have not gone well for him going back to January of this year. Um, I, I love Seattle. This would be my lock of the week if I had to choose one. 
I agree with you on Seattle. I would say the one saving grace that maybe Carolina can take to Seattle is they watched how Winston threw it up to a 6'5", 6'6", Mike Evans. The formula for Cam Newton should be throwing it up to Calvin Benjamin and let him kind of do his thing. Oddly, though, wasn't playing early in the game or at least the first half. I think Carolina, if they got one chance, it might just be, you know, throw him out there, throw um, Funchess out there and just try and kind of, you know, play box out with with uh, the Seattle corners. And and, um, I don't know that Earl Thomas is going to be back. That's maybe their one saving grace. I actually I know you said low, low scoring, Luke. I I got a feeling this is this is going to kind of get up and down maybe a little bit. I, I can see something of, of you know, 31-20 or something like that, but I, I think Seattle wins comfortably. Um, yeah, uh, I mean, go back to your point about Kelvin Benjamin. I mean, he had a little hissy fit, too, where he didn't go on the field, so there might be something going on there. I know he has disappeared in a few games this year coming back from the ACL injury, but uh, there, there might be a little internal issues there with uh, Ron Rivera. I'm not too sure what's going on. But, um, yeah, I think you definitely have to get, you know, obviously Olsen involved, Funchess and, and Kelvin. Uh, Ted Ginn Jr. has, in the past two years, really found a home in Carolina, and he's he's played pretty well, too. So he could be a matchup nightmare. Richard Sherman's obviously a great cornerback, but he doesn't have that that blazing speed that Ginn does. So I wouldn't be shocked if he if he took the top off the defense once or twice. But the big thing that, that Carolina has been relying on, especially down along the goal line, is Jonathan Stewart. He had two touchdowns last week. I just don't see him having a big game against that Seattle front seven uh, in Seattle. If it was on the road, it would be a different story. But um, I just I don't think the running game will be there. You're going to be forcing Cam Newton to do way too much, and there's just he just has had a huge regression this year, which I don't think can really be uh, too surprising considering what most quarterbacks do after having a huge season. Um, but Mark's going with Seattle as well, so we are all on Seattle this week. Uh, next game, Monday Night Football. Uh, the schedule makers probably thought this would be a great game back in June when they or whenever they did. They'd the have listened to the podcast. They'd have known they should have moved <laughs> it off already. Should have yes. that. We got Indy five at six at the Jets, who are three and eight. Jets just played well against the New England. Uh, they got up for that game, but I think that this is going to be a huge downer for them. Andrew Luck should be back from that concussion. T. Y. Hilton is questionable with a back injury, but. Darrell Revis just really isn't very good anymore, or he just isn't trying. Uh, So I like Indy to win and win big. I think that Andrew Luck's going to be chucking it all over the field. Sean, who do you got? Oh, I love the Colts here. Taking on Mark L. Stinko's (laughs) New York Jets. I love uh, Gruden is going to have to find a ton. I feel bad for Sean McDonough. That's the problem. Because he's got to sit there and, and, like, feed Gruden all his stupid platitudes while he goes into how great Ryan Fitzpatrick looked last year or six years ago, like any of us give a crap. These teams <laughs> suck. The Colts maybe have an outside shot to win the division, and then I can bet against him in the playoffs, um, You know, maybe even against like a Steeler team or something like that. that. That would just be tremendous for the pocketbook. That said, the Jets lose again. Sad for Mark. Mark took the Jets, and so did Jerry. So Jerry, I backed tell me them why. here. Yeah, uh, thanks for all the, the vote of confidence here. But <laughs> I just I don't think this is a uh, a great choice by ESPN putting this game on. Um, they didn't I have a think... choice. The NFL and Roger Goodell stuck them with it. 
Yeah, this is what happens when everything's based out of New York. Um, I just don't think that the Colts' offensive line is back and ready to protect uh, Andrew Luck. I just think he's going to spend most of the game running for his life. And with T.O.I. Hilton out, that doesn't help things. You know, I didn't say that this is going to be a blowout by any means. This might come down to a field goal. This might be a 9-6 game. Who knows? But I don't think that the Colts have enough to beat New York. Um, so I'm going Jets. All right, Sean and I are on Indy, so we'll see how that plays out. I think in the end, you know, Sean, grade this on a scale of one to ten. The the games this week, I'm going to give it like a four, uh, five. It's it's usually uh, most leagues. Last week of fantasy, the Browns are on a bye, which is outstanding. Oh, we so didn't that, cover. That, yeah. We didn't have to talk. Knocks the it up. The fact a point, that then, the huh? Browns aren't playing, and I get to watch like real football across <laughs> the whole platform. I can't hate on it. I'm going to bump it up to a six just out of that. Okay, Jerry, what are, what are you giving it? Um, I might not be watching any football this weekend if uh, Baby Burris is, is supposed to be due oh. this weekend. You know, we plan this thing out so on the Cleveland bye week. Um, that's yeah, smart. That's smart. Do some work. But <laughs> um, so I might not get to watch anything. We'll see. We don't know yet. We'll see how it goes. Fingers well, crossed. That be, uh, with that being said, uh, I guess good luck. And also I need to start figuring out how to um, – how to edit soon here? Otherwise, the all of our all of our fans out in Serbia and the sex bots they'll be uh, wondering where our playoff our playoff previews are. So we'll make um, we'll make it work. I'm a lot sure of pressure. I can I can, uh, <laughs> I can still do my job, but you might hear some screaming in the background. <laughs> Not that you. All right, gentlemen. <laughs> Other than um, you're praising the fact that the Browns aren't playing, you guys got anything else to say about Can't this week? Lose. Can't lose. There you go. You can't go. You can't go. Owen Owen thirteen, right? Not yet. Hey, we're gearing up for our Super Bowl <laughs> next week. <laughs> Who they got? They got the uh, the Ravens Bengals. next week, right? Bengals. Oh, Bengals next week. That's right. Oh, that's right. Fancy playoffs. I'm pretty pumped about Jeremy Hill. Um, all right, all right. Well, with that being said, we'll move on. Uh, we, we make sure you give us a listen. Check us out on Twitter at Glory Podcast on Facebook, SoundCloud. And on iTunes, Never Ending Glory Podcast. Hey, keep those we iTunes ratings up. I checked those up the other day. We are doing fantastic on our iTunes. Oh. We are nothing like five star. A lot of holiday plays um, yeah. <laughs> and a lot of ratings that went through kind of magically from all of our, our millions of listeners. So we just need them happens. to just keep that up. And uh, any phone or anybody with uh, an, an iTunes account, you know, go in there and drop us five. and. And on top of it, go out, if you're in the Northeast Ohio area, ask for Buckeye Vodka if they don't have it at a fine establishment. And, you know, go somewhere else. Throw a party <laughs> at home. What I'll be into yeah. this weekend. You, I don't have to rake leaves. I'm popping the vodka. Show. There you go. <laughs> I can just picture on the couch all, all weekend just drinking Buckeye Vodka. I'm sure the fiance would be thrilled. Yeah, eating, eating hummus and pita. <laughs> 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 All right, gentlemen, in, enjoy the football. Enjoy not watching the Browns. And uh, good luck in your fantasy football matchups as you try to make it all the way to the playoffs. We'll talk next week, guys. All right, take care. Where's Mark at? <laughs> He's getting painted. Paint me like one of your French girls. Later. <laughs>